What a great church. Thanks to you moms for uh, all you do, who you are. I tell you, God poured. You're fired. God pours. God. God. Here's the thing that's amazing about God. I mean, he slung the universes into existence. He chooses to create us in his image. We spit in his face and don't really appreciate him, and yet he sacrifices for us. Does it sound like a mom? It's just amazing that the God of the universe, who's completely holy, completely perfect, the most intelligent being, sacrifices for our benefit. That is ultimate humility. And when he tries to explain to us what his love is like, do you know who he points to in the Bible? It's not a trick question. It's not hard. Mothers. He points to actually nursing mothers. He says, that's what I am like. Did you know that when a, when a baby nurses, their eyesight is only 18 inches? So God has designed it so when a baby is breastfeeding, all he can see, he looks right into his mother's eyes. The psalmist said, you caused me to trust you upon my mother's womb. Meaning, when a, uh, when a mom is breastfeeding, what's happening there is the child right there is learning to look into the face of his mother and trust, be nurtured, protected. And that is so that we would trust God as we get older. That's developed in us. So God uses mothers to express his motherhood, if I can say it that way. His nurturing. God, you are so good. We are so sorry that the earth just curses you and ignores you and doesn't pay attention to you and is not thankful. In this house, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for blessing us when we don't deserve it. You are so good. And thank you for our moms. I pray your trust level goes up today. Because that's what this spiritual journey is all about, is learning to trust God. And the thick and the thin. Um, Today, uh, we're going to do something really special. Jan Lennington is uh, the newest member to our senior leadership team here at the Gathering Place Church. And um, she has a special word for us today on Mother's Day. And so I'm going to yield the pulpit to Jan this morning. She brings such wisdom to this church and to our team. And it's been such a wonderful addition to uh, the senior leadership team in helping us shepherd this body. And uh, we're really blessed to have her. So will you welcome Jan Lennington this morning? She brings the word. were created. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. That was a rude awakening. (laughs) Um, This is going to be a spaghetti message. Do you know what I mean by spaghetti? Have you heard men are like waffles, women are like spaghetti? So when we get in trouble is when spaghetti tries to be like a waffle doesn't work out too well. So that is permission for women to be who you are. Um, There's probably a spaghetti-made waffle in some health food store. (laughs) So don't do that. Just, Just be who you are. So I get to speak about, I get to speak on Mother's Day, and if you know me, you know I've never been married, and I don't have any children. But in Isaiah 54, it actually says, greater are the children of the desolate woman than the children who has a husband, for her husband is the Lord. And so 
while we're honoring mothers in the natural, and natural things always speak to spiritual things, um, I also want to talk about what it looks like to be a mother in the spiritual. And this is not limited to just women, so men don't have to check out right here. This isn't really a message just for women, because we are made in God's image. And if you go back to Genesis, where it says God created Adam, and he called their name Adam. So we often think that, um, you know, it's sort of been taught to us in some ways that um, Adam was made in the image of God, but that's not really true because he called, he created Adam and he called their name Adam. And then he took Eve out, out of Adam. So Adam, before Eve was, was a perfect representation of who God was, but he was lonely. And the Trinity is a perfect um, illustration of what community looks like. And so he pulls Eve out of Adam and creates a helper for her. And helper, by the way, is not subordinate. Um, And they were to rule over the earth together. And so it, it wasn't just Adam and Adam's vision and then the woman just kind of gets to help out. When I was a brand new believer, um, <clears throat> there was a lot of misteaching going on. And so I thought as a female that I was supposed to get married and then um, I would just help my husband with whatever vision God gave him. But that really wasn't the Lord's design. The Lord's design was that men and women together would um, be regents over all of the earth. And also look at this. Marriage, when you look at marriage, marriage is actually the perfect representation of God's image because Eve was taken out of Adam. They put them back together again. And then together, they are a perfect representation of who God is. And so um, I believe that that's a reason why marriages are under such siege today because... The enemy is attacking the very image of God. And so we want to be praying for our marriages. And the senior leadership team has actually been talking together about how this is going to be a core value in our church, that we would be a church that is a place that marriages can grow and develop um, and be safe and protected because that's God's image. Now, that doesn't take away that that doesn't mean that a single person, because I'm not the only single person in here, is less than. Because with the Lord, um, you know, he provides that, <clears throat> that covering. So, like I said, this is spaghetti. Hang on, so I'm sorry. Uh, wait, is there something we can do about this? Because it's a little uh, distracting. I don't want to... Uh, your earrings. Your earrings. You can take your earring This is painful on all of you. Can you preach with one earring in? <laughs> are you going to be lopsided as you talk? Is that better? Um, I'll give it a shot with the handheld. The handheld? All right. Um. There it is. There it is. There it is. There's no technical difficulty in heaven. So this is evidence that we're not there yet. Okay, Lord, I'm just going to pray right now. You have something that you want to release. Thank you that you're above all the technical difficulties. Amen. Okay, I'm going to go into, here's something really cool. He gave me an insight of, us as a church. Now, we're about 17 or 18 years old. Is that about right? Okay, so we are, I believe that we are actually going into a new season, that we are entering adulthood. So what happens um, in adolescent and adulthood is that you get a whole new set of desires and a whole new set of capabilities. 
and you are ready to reproduce. And um, we've seen a lot of new births in our body the last few weeks. And I think that that's just a shadow of some of the things that the Lord wants to do here. I really believe that we're going into a whole new season. This actual this body, I've been in about seven now since 1980 when I came to the Lord. There is more treasure and gold in the people in this body than any other body that I've been in. And I believe that there are seeds. Um, some of them are dormant. Some are more developed. But there are gifts and abilities in the people in this body that are just um, over-the-top outrageous. So what needs to happen for those to grow? You need a little bit of nurture on that. So that's where the voice of the mother kind of comes into play. A father, a father is the one who brings us into maturity, calls us into maturity. A mother is the one who nurtures us in the very beginning. Um, and so this message might be a little bit of the nurture because we're going, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere as adults. And I want to talk a little bit about um, life because we're not, the kingdom is not just in us, but the Lord really wants to bring it through us. And there's a mothering process that takes place for us to bring the kingdom Um, most of the kingdom comes through a birthing process. The ultimate example of that would be when Mary, um, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, and Jesus was brought forth through her. But that wasn't the stop of God's working that way. That was only the beginning, because the kingdom now comes through us in the exact same way. So what does that look like? So that looks like, Um, usually conception comes out of intimacy. And your homework this week is to go to John 15 and soak in that a little bit. Um, Abide in the vine, um, that apart from him I can do nothing. So he plants his seeds in me, and then there's a gestation period, and he brings it about. My first experience of that was in 1986. I was working at a um, graveyard shift job. And I would pray during the night because the work only took a couple hours. And so then I would have the benefit of the rest of the night um, to study or do whatever. And so I prayed. And in the night, the Lord taught me that prayer is not me talking to him, but it's more about me listening to him because he has something to say to us. And usually what he has to say to us is the birthing of something that he wants to bring through your life. And so the next um, night, he um, just directed me to go talk to somebody in my church and that there was a trip to Europe. And so I um, talked to that person, and it was um, a matter of, I'm going to back up here. When you're carrying God's seed, it changes It changes your body. There's mothers in here. You know that. Um, You get pregnant. Your body changes. Also, the way that you carry yourself changes because you're protecting something. And I believe that there's much that he wants to plant in us. Um, Lord. deliver to us today. Can we thank her for bringing that? The mothering of a vision is what I hear Jan talking about. 
and uh, it's a great illustration of how um, I remember uh, the gal that I used to have a friend, a single guy, went to Bible school together, and and uh, she just determined that she, I mean, she just wasn't going to have children. That was her choice. Um, and then she got married, and she ended up getting pregnant. The change I saw take place in her was the kind of change that takes place when a woman gets pregnant. Everything changes. And then she had the child, and she would not shut up about the child, and she became very obnoxious. I'm sure you guys have experienced that, right? You know, you're single, and and then um, you have your friends, and then they get married, and that's a little obnoxious because they're all, you know, kissy-kissy, and it's all about how wonderful the spouse is. And But then they have children, and you just don't want to hang out with them anymore because <laughs> it's all about the kids. And, and uh, then there's Facebook wars now about, you know, how beautiful my child is and how smart they are compared to yours. And so, not that that's the spirit of it, but there's a change that takes place there. I've seen it. Um, The same thing happens, as you were saying, when God plants a vision in you, a desire in you, a dream in you for him and for his kingdom. You begin to change. How many of you have, exper- have experienced that? Just raise your hand you've experienced that. Okay. Where God puts something in you and you know your life's going to be different. And he begins to nurture that on the inside of you. And as you begin to change... Your relationships begin to change because you become different. I was just watching a, um, a video of uh, Phil and Christina Williams. They were on um, CBN, um, Trinity Broadcasting, right? Christian Broadcasting. TBN and CBN are not the same thing. And that uh, was a great testimony that you guys gave. We're going to show it uh, maybe next week or the following week. And about how you guys changed, and it also changed your working relationships because you guys became different people. So just like your body begins to change when you're physically pregnant, you begin to change as a person when you're spiritually pregnant and you're carrying something. Every single one of us are carrying something. Once you give your life to Christ, he puts the vision of his kingdom in you, and you begin to carry that. It It begins to become your destiny. And your relationships begin to change. You begin to change. And here's what's so important. The enemy, the enemy will try to get you to abort the vision that God has put in you. As Jan was saying, the natural speaks to the spiritual. Just like there's natural abortion, horrible thing to bring up on Mother's Day, but I think you're with me. The same thing spiritually. The enemy will try to knock you out of your mothering, your nurturing, your protecting of the vision that God has given to you. He will bring naysayers, people who tell you, that, that'll never happen, you'll never be able to do that. The enemy will bring circumstances that are completely contrary to what you believe God's called you to do. You said all through the Bible. Because he's trying to get you to abort your destiny and what he's called you to be and to do. He has, he has put gifts in you. He has put a calling in you. He has anointed you for his glory. And Satan hates him. And so he will try to knock you off of your calling. And you, like a mother, need to protect your baby. Until it comes to full maturity and into adulthood. The Bible says, Jesus says this, the whole kingdom operates like this. The whole kingdom is like a seed. Jesus even talks about the mustard seed, which he picks the smallest seed out of all the seeds. To show the power, the power of the kingdom. God usually doesn't come and a rushing mighty wind. It's not normal. It's not, it's not the usual way he does it. How many of you remember the story in the Bible of Elijah who's calling fire down from heaven, wiping out all the prophets, all the satanic prophets, all the fortune tellers and all the soothsayers and all the mediums. He just wipes them all out by calling fire from heaven. They all get consumed. 
I mean, this was Elijah. He's used to the supernatural shaking and dynamic workings of God. He ends up running for his life, if you know the story. Ends up in a cave. And then God calls him out onto the edge of the cave. And God comes by with an earthquake. He comes by with fire. He comes by with a storm. But it says God was not in any of those. And then God whispers. God plants a seed, a still small voice, into Elijah. And out of that quiet little voice explodes a ministry twice Elijah's, Elijah's power, which is Elisha, comes on the scene. And, it, and, and a, a king, um, Jehu, comes out, and he ends up killing Jezebel. I mean, this explosion that comes out of this tiny little seed. Jesus said that's how the kingdom works. He takes a little seed. And he plants it inside of you, and you now are the garden of that seed. And then he, Satan will mess with you and mess with you and mess with you to try to get you to ignore the seed, to abort the seed, rather than just recognize that is the most precious thing in your life, is the words of God to you, the vision of God to you. He impregnated you with a vision, a gift, a purpose. And it's always the dismantle of the works of the enemy. So Jesus says that he plants a seed, even if it's just the size of a mustard seed, it's so tiny you might not even be able to see it or get in touch with it, but you know it's there. And if you nurture it and you protect it like a mother protects her children, he says that seed will grow up into a huge tree, shoot out its branches so that all the fowls of the air can come and find shade and protection under that tree. That's the way the kingdom operates. The first one I want to do is, once again, I want to give mamas a thank you this morning for nurturing us. Because here we are in maturity because of our mamas that were there for us and protected us and nurtured us. Can we give another thank you to the moms in this house today? Now, I'm going to say something um, that's really important for you and Mark said this on Father's Day. I want to say this today on this Mother's Day. There are some people who aren't here today because Mother's Day is a negative thing for them. Some, some of you had a very, very uh, bad experience. Uh, Mark talks about how um, his father and he had a very difficult relationship. And the Lord said to him one day, he said, your father's weaknesses are his strengths pushed too far. You guys know that about strengths and weaknesses, right? Where strength pushed too far becomes a weakness, like loyalty. Loyalty is a strength. But if you're loyal in a situation to somebody too far, like maybe to an alcoholic or to a drug, drug addict or what it might be or an abuser, your, loyal, your loyalty, your strength becomes a weakness when you put yourself into a situation where you're being abused, right? So it's hard for somebody that has a strength of loyalty to know when to cut the cord and say, I, I need to back out of the situation. So the Lord said to Mark one day, if you would recognize that your father's weaknesses are actually his strength pushed too far and stop cursing him, then what I put in your father, the seed of the strengths, those were seeds from God, strengths into your father will pass down into you and you get the benefit from his strengths. But as long as you're cursing your dad, those strengths will not pass down into you. You will not recognize the redemptive value here of the, of the way I designed your dad. It's the same way with the moms. So I want to I encourage you today, if you're here today, look, nobody has had a perfect experience with a mom or dad. We usually idolize them when we're younger, they can't do anything wrong. Mom and, mom and dad know everything. Uh, and then we end up demonizing them to a certain degree after, after reality strikes and you have some conflict and, and uh, you're emerging and you're becoming an adult and there's this battle that goes on. And then, and then later in life you have this healthy understanding that mom and dad are not perfect, but boy, they really tried their best. And 
I have a lot of great things inside of me because of my mom and dad. I want to challenge you today on this Mother's Day, for those of you that this is difficult, to recognize the goodness that God put into your mama. Forgive her for the things that did not, that that were not helpful. Recognize the divine design in your mother and honor her. Do you know that's how do you know that's how gifts transfer? The Bible says this honor a prophet in the name of the prophet, and you'll receive the prophet's reward. Give a cup of cold water in the name of, of Christ and you receive a prophet's reward. If you do. I learned this a while I learned this uh, a long time ago when I was very dismayed at um, a man of God who was like a spiritual father to me. And I didn't trust him, and I didn't trust his character. And, and I was right. When it, all came, when it all came out, I was right. He was not to be trusted. But he had an anointing from God. He had a gift from God. He had a divine seed on the inside of him that God had given to him. And the Lord rebuked me, and he said, When you dishonor him, you dishonor me, because he is an authority over you. And I've placed things in him that you need for, for your ministry. And so I repented and asked the Lord to forgive me. And I began to honor the man who was put in a position over me because God had placed him there. And what God taught me to do was find God in the midst of it. Listen for the voice within the voice. All of us are imperfect as human beings, but we're all made in God's, divine, uh, God's design, and he puts divine things inside of each one of us. And so we've got to get beyond the imperfections of one another, see beyond those, and find the seeds of God. And so I remember I used to sit on the front row, and I received nothing from him because I didn't trust him. And after the Lord corrected me and said, you know, and promised that he would protect me, which is the real issue, I remember the next Sunday I was sitting on the front row, and as he was preaching, I felt the anointing on him go into me. The, this, the planting of the seed, the, the, impreg, the, the impregnation, impartation and impregnation. And it changed me. It changed me. And what I received was the strength that God had placed into that man of God. I want to encourage you to do the same thing today if you had a challenging relationship with your mama. Is to honor her. Maybe she's gone. I don't know. But you can honor her in some way. Find a way to honor her. If, she's in, if, if you're in a relationship with her, if she's alive and you have a difficult relationship, find a way to honor her. And I promise you're going to find her divine attributes pouring into you. Yeah, Gary. I love what's happening here this morning. We we have a tag we have a tag team we have a senior leadership tag team Mother's Day worship. And 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 here here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. Jan came to me this morning. She said she texted me on the way down and she said she didn't say I'm sorry, but she said I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do something unique today. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but we need to be open to it not being structured. So I said, well, I trust you. Let's, let's see what happens. And so she comes up to me I mean, as she's teaching, and she looks at me, and she's like, I think I'm done. <laughs> Great. Um, 
So then as I, so I stood up here immediately, I started getting a revelation on what to say. That was all pretty good, right? Everything I just said is pretty good. Because that was the Holy Spirit. And some of you need to hear what I had to say. As soon as I said my last word, this is what I was thinking. I'm empty. There's no more revelation coming out of me. And he pops up and he says, I think we need to do these three things. So I'm going to sit down. You know, I, I like the, uh, the whole thought of, of putting ourselves in a place where the Lord can deal with us. And sometimes there are things that affect our life, and, and it can be the, our parents, you know, and that's what we're talking about today, specifically moms. And, and things, we may have a history or things may have happened, and we can allow ourselves to move into being a, a, a victim, we can allow ourselves to move into a place where we rationalize that I can't get through this because of that situation that came, uh, you know, that happened with my mom. It's what Mark was talking about in, in his relationship with his dad. That's not what the Lord wants from us. He wants us to move beyond those things and to use those things. He, you know, his word's clear. He will cause all things to work together to the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So we can move beyond those situations. So I'd like to start, as John was talking about this morning, on maybe you had a tough relationship with your mom or there's some, there's some pain there, some issues. Right where we're at, I'd just like everybody to close your eyes. And if that's you, this is the opportunity, the time that you can really move into a place of healing, a place of repenting, repenting from those feelings, forgiveness, Forgiving your mom, you know, and you may just even want to just verbalize it quietly to yourself if there's some things you need to forgive your mom for. Maybe it's feelings, maybe you never knew your mom and it's feelings of abandonment because you didn't know your mom, but, you know, you really don't know the situation behind that either. So let's just go before the Lord here now and deal specifically with this issue. Lord, I pray for each of these people who are in pain, some type of pain, because of something that's happened in the past, a relationship with their mom or an issue that they had. And and they know right now, they're thinking of that specific thing. It's come to mind right now, even as we're praying. They can see it. They feel it. The emotions are there. And you can bring total healing into that area of their life, Lord. So we just invite you now. Holy Spirit, to come into that situation and to bring healing. I see, I just see this like this supernatural picture of a, of a, of a tweezers coming down and just pulling a, a thorn out. You know how that feels where it, it's just hurting you and you've been digging at and it's painful. And then it's just pulled out and you just feel, oh, it's gone. I believe there's some right now that are feeling that, that have that feeling of, oh, okay, it's gone. Lord Jesus, I pray for each of these that there would be healing, total healing, that you would, you would apply your healing balm to that wound. As, as we still have our eyes closed, I believe there are others who, other, specifically mothers, who on this day are feeling shame, feeling guilt. Maybe there was a situation where you don't feel like you handled it right. Or maybe you weren't the mother that you really wanted to be. Or maybe you feel like you were not the mother that you should have been. But it's guilt and it's shame. And that's not the Lord's design for you. So we want to pray specifically for each of those situations right now. I want you to just take that thing, whatever it is, that situation, and just if you, just in your mind's eye, place it on the altar before the Lord. Lord, we just lift each of these situations up to you and we pray for healing in these areas. 
We come against the enemy that wants to bring shame and, and, and doubt and fear and pain. We bind that, that spirit now in the name of Jesus Christ. We speak healing and wholeness. Take away the shame, Lord. And for those moms, you may have a situation that it's still, it's still in a place where you can do things differently moving forward. And that's, that's where the real healing comes. So you can put, lay these other, thing, other, other things behind you and move beyond them. And you can start to just move forward and say, okay, I can change in this area. And I'm, gonna, I'm going to, to pour out into my child in this way. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make amends. Maybe you need to ask them for forgiveness. Let the Lord give you direction right now on those situations that you still can deal with in the relationship that you have with your children. Lord, Holy Spirit, I pray you would give direction on any any steps moving forward that you would have these moms take to build relationship with their children as they can. And the third area is, I think, really for moms who just, you just want to be strengthened. You feel like you're doing all you can, but it's just not enough. You feel like, I wish I, were, I, wish I could do other things better. I just want this to be a point of encouragement for you. The Lord knows your heart. And he's, he's already given you. And the fact that you're even questioning that right now shows that your heart is right. So I want to pray a blessing over you and a prayer of encouragement. Lord, I pray you would encourage these moms, that they would be encouraged and strengthened that, yeah, you know, we don't, we're, we're human. We can't do everything perfect, and we always look back and we have some regrets, but the intent is there. The fact that they're even questioning it shows that their heart is right. So I pray blessing over each of these moms and encouragement and that they would be strengthened and they would feel uplifted. They would feel confident in you. Their confidence is in the Lord. That they can do what you've called them to do. They can be the mom you've called them to be. Amen. Amen. Well, we're not done yet. Um, heard from three of the senior leadership, and as I was sitting there, my wife looked over at me and said, I have something. Here we go. And for those of you that are, no, those of you that are uh, members of this church, you know this is not a common occurrence, so here we go. Um, dovetailing on the last point that uh, Gary had, something I've been thinking about this week and I was thinking about a lot when I was sitting down here is um, something that's not exclusively American, but I think a fairly American phenomenon as moms, is, um, especially when you study different cultures and you look at um, sociological issues that they're dealing with around the world, it's a fairly American issue in our parenting that we get really, really wrapped around the axle about a lot of stuff that, frankly, people in other parts of the world don't have the luxury of focusing on. And I think we really, um, as parents and especially as moms, take on a lot of stress and a lot of pressure about what the right decisions are in a whole lot of areas. And then we tend to further make it more pressure by doctrinalizing it and saying, you know, God would, you know, really, really getting um, under a lot of pressure and stress and guilt about what is God saying about this thing and this thing and this thing. And I think what I want to say is... um, we need to relax a little bit. Certainly the most important thing we'll ever do is to guide and to shepherd our children. Um, but what God keeps reminding me is children are stewardship. They are his. He loves them more than we do. And sometimes it's a lot simpler than what I think we want to make it. If we are yielded to him, if we are posturing ourselves to hear from him, sometimes we just need to stop long enough to stop defending what we think is the right thing to do and just listen. 
Hmm. Um, you know, in the parenting environment in America right now, if you everything from the way you give birth, whether or not you should be using drugs or not, to the type of parenting, whether you're attachment parenting or you're structured parenting to, whether you're feeding child organic or you're not, whether you're vaccinating or you're not, whether you're homeschooling, you're doing Christian school, you're doing public school, even within the church, I think we need to create an environment where we're a lot more supportive with one another's choices and realizing I'm making the choice that's best for my family, but I'm not going to say this is the way that God would do it and everyone else is condemned that doesn't do that. And I think that's finding the thing that God has revealed to you that works for you, supporting other people and their choices, and taking the pressure off and realizing if I make the wrong choice, if I decide that public school is the right choice, and next year I decide that's not really working for us, we're going to try out the homeschooling route or the Christian school route, I haven't ruined my child. I haven't destroyed them. It's a journey of finding what works best for your family and just relaxing and realizing God loves them more than you do. And if you're not in some posture where you're refusing to hear him or in you're some kind of terrible, gross sin that's keeping you from being able to hear his voice, it's all going to be okay. Even if your kids go through a rough season and you're feeling like a failure, John and I, we've had our own struggles with our kids. And you, you go through a time and you really analyze what you're doing. Am I making the right choice? God is going to bring all these things around for good. Um. And, and one thing I'm, I'm confident of is that um, they're going to come to the other side okay, especially when they have a praying mom and Woo! a mom that's involved <laughs> and a mom that loves them. So I guess my word is be encouraged and relax and, and realize that God really has them. Underneath you carrying them, God's carrying you. Wow. All right, then. So let's have all the moms in the house stand. Satan wants to shame you. And I just got a word from the Lord, I believe. Boy, talk about that thorn being pulled out. I think I just heard something from the Holy Spirit. This might be for you. Satan wants you to parent out of fear. Jesus wants you to parent out of peace. Wow. This is a very powerful transitioning point right here for some. This Mother's Day for you right now, the Holy Spirit is divinely and supernaturally going to shift you from parenting, mothering from a place of fear to a place, from a place of peace. That God's got it. it would, it's, you're going to have to work really hard to screw up your kids. Like my wife was saying, you're going to have to be a really horrible parent to really screw them up. Just relax. And God has already put in you what it takes to be a good mother. So I'm going to ask you, if you're a mother that you find yourself parenting more out of fear than peace, would you raise your hand right where you are? Just say, yeah, that's me. One honest person. There's two honest moms, three honest, four, five. Okay, good. Six, seven. Okay. That's seven, eight, nine, ten. All right, great. Great when the Holy Spirit reveals these things. We pray this prayer out loud with me. Come on, mamas. Say, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit has helped me identify that I had been parenting out of fear. And that is not the Lord. So I repent from that, and I speak to you, spirit of fear, you will not rule me anymore. I break your power and the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And from this moment forward, I will parent from peace, because God is on my side. Amen. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay, so 
This has been a very un- don't sit down yet, mamas. We're going to pray for you. Okay, this has been a very unique Mother's Day, hasn't it? It's wonderful. Jesus just wanted to lift some shame, breathe fresh hope into you. This is his way of honoring you. Thank you, Jan, for your leadership in this. It's been wonderful. Will you lay your hands on the shoulder of a mama, someone who's one of the women who's standing? Come on, body. Come on, church. Lay your hand on them. The Bible says that we are to, yeah, don't slap them. Lay your hand on them gently. And the Bible, God says, look, God only gave us ten things to do. He knows we're sheep and we can't remember too much. He only gave us ten things to do. One of them was to honor mothers, your mother. Lay your hand on her and just begin to bless her. Speak blessings over her. Just pray, pray for her right now. Blessings. If you're here today and your mom's not here, and you're not laying your hand on somebody, would you begin praying for your mom right now? Just pray. Ask God's blessings on them. The Holy Spirit may give you something right now in this moment that you could pray specifically. Well, just bless them. Pray wisdom, strength, courage, freedom. We bless the mamas in this house today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, We remove all shame. We release release the full measure of God's divine design in them and through them to bring the power of mama to their families and to the earth. We release the power of and effectiveness of mothering in this house. We call you blessed, blessed, blessed. We declare that all negative things from your past are gone and that the Lord has a new season for you right now. And you're going to find that a divine flow of mothering coming through you in ways that you have only hoped because it's a divine supernatural release initiated by the Lord today. Some of you, I just got this from the Holy Spirit, some of you, the weight of shame has been suffocating your mothering. Your natural divine design of mothering, your creativity, your nurturing, your wisdom has been suffocated under the blanket of shame. That shame has been lifted today and you're going to find yourself mothering with joy. Great wisdom and energy and creativity. So, Lord, release joy in the house, we pray, as you've liberated these mamas today in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody shouted, Amen. 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 Happy Mother's Day. What a beautiful release. Praise God. Amen. Well, hey, Mark, hey, why don't the band come on up here and uh, rock this house on our way out? Bless your mamas today, in Jesus' mighty name, amen.